<laughs> you are hired. Um, hey, but we, just so you guys know, kind of intro to my message, the reason we did International um, Student Sunday last week is because that is the kickoff of our missions focus. So this is a, a basically almost a month-long focus in H2O on missions. And uh, we have a vision. I'm going to put that slide up about every student. Um, we have a vision that every student, and this applies to every intern, every alumni, every staff, and obviously every student, we have a missions vision, and it is summed up this way. Every student goes, um, and what that does not mean is that not every student becomes a lifelong missionary, but our vision is that every student will at least go on a short-term missions trip experience cross-cultural missions at least one time in your time as a student. And we are, uh, you're in luck because we're doing a missions trip next year and more information to come, but we've got a great missions trip in the works that we're gonna be doing, super excited for that. Um, but every student goes, every student gives, and if you're a details person, you'll notice that the font on that is slightly different. Did anybody notice that? That is because Today is about every student giving, and uh, I'm going to talk about that in just a moment with you. So every student gives financially uh, to missions. Every student prays. Uh, without a doubt, this is the most important way we can support missionaries, is through our prayers, lifting them up, and joining with them in a spiritual battle, praying for them and with them. And then finally, Cindy's favorite. Actually, they're all Cindy's favorite. But every student welcomes. We have an opportunity to welcome internationals. And what you saw last week was foreign missions in reverse. So the world is set up in such a way that instead of going, like raising a full budget, learning Arabic and going to Saudi Arabia, the Lord in his wisdom sent thousands of Saudi Arabian students here. And they paid their own way and they learned your language and they just want to be friends with you. So this is an incredible opportunity and that's the fourth way that we believe we can be a missions-focused church. Every student welcomes. I want to show you one, one other thing, uh, a picture. I don't know if you guys have that slide, but we have uh, missionaries that we support financially and we pray for them. And I'm not going to go too in-depth, but just to show you some of their pictures, Look at that, we've got the Lucas family, we got the Briners uh, in Cambodia, we've got the Luthros in Northern Asia. You have to figure out what country that is. Um, let's go to the next slide. We got the Penningtons in Togo. And look at this young man, Jason Kohler. So Jason, of course, is one of ours and he's reaching uh, Muslims in an unreached area. Uh, where the church has never really been in 2,000 years. We haven't been able to plant the church, and he is living among them. It's amazing. Uh, anybody else? There we go. The priests are in Europe. Uh, Chi Alpha alumni, actually the priest family, uh, Gary and Jean Ann Miller. They actually have a new assignment going to the United Kingdom in like about a month now. And then Josh and Amber Payne. And if you notice the name, that's similar to Chris and Julie. That's Chris's brother, and uh, he's in the North Caucasus, and him and his family are doing a great, great work. Um, I believe that's it, isn't it? That's the last one. So anyway, thank you for um, your support. Uh, we have a missions fund. You guys know that when you give, you can give to general offering or to missions. When you give to missions, 100% of that goes to these missionaries. 
like, like 100% supports them, their work, and they couldn't do what, what they're doing without you guys giving. And so um, thank you for that. Okay, we're going to get into the message. I'm going to talk today about um, faith promises and giving. I teach on this um, every year. So for the pa- I was looking through my notes from the past like seven, eight years, and it's the same message every year. And I'm like, Lord, I mean, I know it's important, and I want them to get it, and more than that, I want you to live it. But man, they've heard this many times. And I, I, I was praying all week, you know, God, what more can I share? But just nothing was coming, if you can understand that. It's kind of just like a, a block. And so I said, okay, well, I'll just preach on, on financial giving and sowing into missions. It's, it's, can't go wrong with that one, Andrew. I mean, nothing wrong with that. So um, last night uh, in my night prayer before bed, I, I just quickly prayed, God, you know, pray for tomorrow. And if you'd have me to share anything else, let me know. And then I woke up uh, at like 1.40 a.m., which is not unusual as an old man. I tend to get up in the middle of the night now. Uh, it's not fun. Enjoy it, young man. Why, well, you can just sleep for like 12 hours straight. Oh, I would give anything to sleep 12 hours. I think I made it three hours and I woke up. And sometimes I can go back to sleep, but I couldn't. So I said, Tam, I'm, uh, she was up as well. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, so I said, I'm going to go downstairs. I don't want to keep you up. And, and then, so now it's 3 a.m. I'm tossing and turning. I put on a podcast because sometimes it puts me to sleep. I don't know if anybody's a pod. I love podcasts. Oh, man. So I put on a podcast. You can guess what the subject is, but don't say it now. Uh, so um, it's not holy, but you could guess it. Uh, so I'm listening to a podcast. And uh, I mean, it's not unholy. Sorry. It's not sinful. It's just not overtly spiritual. Okay. But it's something I really like. So, um, so it's 3 a.m. I put on the podcast. And then it was, wow, the Lord really met with me. And I believe he put something on my heart. And it was just kind of a download from the Lord at 3 a.m. So I get out my cell phone and I, I go voice memo and I'm vo- recording my voice because I'm not going to remember this if I don't. I can only imagine how crazy it sounds because I was half asleep in the podcast. I'm like, okay, what well, is the Lord is saying to me? And I, I did like five minutes of recording just so I remember what I felt like God put on my heart for you today. And I felt like the Lord has given me uh, more clarity about what I'm supposed to share with you. And I really believe this could be a time of impartation for you of something that God has done in Tammy and I. This is not a new message for Tammy and I. We've tried to live this for 30 years, but I think this will be new for many of you. And one of the things I sense is that this could be a time of impartation. So when you listen to sermons, I try to do this. Like, I try to take from that pastor. I want to get everything I can. I want to squeeze, you know what I mean? I don't want to just like, uh, whatever. I want to take notes. I'm not trying to make you feel like you should take notes. That's just my thing. But the point is, I, I try to listen. I want to extract something. And I think God wants to impart something really powerful in you about faith promises and giving and understanding money and why we talk about giving so much in the church. And um, there's an old you know, parable, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so I hope the student's ready. And, you know, if the student's not ready, then it's just over your head. And I've been there many times, but some of you are ready. And I I want this to be an impartation. So, you know, here it is. So we do talk about money a lot. We talk about giving. 
And um, I think it's difficult. I think most students in Chi Alpha, and I don't, I don't mean just here in H2O, but across the country, hear us talk about the importance of giving to missions, the importance of financially supporting people. But the thought is, yeah, that's okay, that's a good idea, but I, I just don't know how I can do it. I don't have anything. I'm just trying to, to get by. Um, I, I just want to survive, you know what I mean? I've got bills, I've got expenditures. And, and, and this is normal, this is how people think. Um, and this will carry over into later adulthood. Many Americans, their goal when it comes to money is to um, go to school, get a job. Why? So you can buy clothing because it keeps you safe, warm, to pay for energy because without it in Michigan, you die. Um, to have shelter, some kind of shelter, right? That's a good thing. Maybe have some kids to pay for the kids. And um, maybe take a couple vacations, have a car or something if you need transportation, make it to the end of your life, and then die. And that sounded, that sounded very morbid. I didn't mean it that way. Um, but, 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 but hear me here. The, the goal of many Americans is, and then have enough to bury me. That's the goal. Because I've used everything up on my house, on my shelter, on my energy costs, on my clothing, on my children, and just I hope I have a little bit left to bury me. Well, if I had a title for my sermon today, and I don't, but I've got like six of them that could probably be titles. One would be, your vision has to be bigger than yourself. Number two, don't let the buck stop with you. Number three, you need to think beyond yourself. Number four, show me your vision. I'll show you your future. So I don't know which title you like, but pick the one you like, and that'll be your title. Um, because it was 3 a.m. and I was tired, and so I couldn't think of the title. But these are the things I would come up with. So um, my message to you as we talk about faith promises and giving into missions is you need to expand your vision bigger than yourself. The person that goes to school, gets a degree, gets a job so they can pay for their energy and their house and their kids is only thinking of themselves. You've got to think bigger. You've got to think much bigger. You've got to think as large as you can because when you think bigger, the resources will come to the level of your dreaming. If your vision is here, the resources will be here. If your vision is here, the resources will be here. If your vision is here, the resources will be here. Your vision will be your future. I was raising support um, about 18 years ago, preparing to plant this uh, campus church. And I met with a, uh, a great brother in the Lord who's become a, a mentor for me, uh, more of a, like a financial mentor. Um, and, and I was sharing my vision and going to ask him to join my team because as a missionary, I, we don't have a salary from H2O, so I don't, I've never collected a, a salary from H2O. We are missionaries, so I have to raise my own support with people all over the country and churches, cast vision, ask them to, to be a part of my team. The CMITs have done that, amen, they know what I'm talking about. So I met with this man and uh, had a great time and, and he said, well, what do you guys need? And I told him, he goes, okay, put me down, I'm on the team. And he said, you know, I've got a vision to, to sow $1 million into missionaries. And I just kind of looked at Tammy, I'm like, yes, we can talk to the right guy, you know. 
only as a missionary you would know. But as I thought about that, it became very, very powerful theologically and philosophically. I've never heard anybody else say that. And he didn't, he wasn't just saying, I really think it would be awesome to give a million. He was saying, I'm going to give a million. Now, how can you give a million dollars to missions? Your resources have to expand, right? Your wealth has to increase. You can't give to missions. You can't take care of the poor. You can't expand the church if your resources equal your bare necessities. Does that make sense? So what he was saying is, my, research, my vision is here and God's going to supply it and you're going to be a recipient, one of the many that I'm going to invest because I love Jesus and I want to see souls saved. Show me your vision, I'll show you your future. Um, you guys need to, and this could be hard for you at, at your age because I, I get that a lot of you here are, some of you have children, but most of you don't yet. But um, you need to think multi-generationally, Right? So many people only think of the first scenario. I just, you know, I gave the scenario of get a go to school, get a job, die broke. What about your children's children's children? What about the multi-generational vision of what Jesus wants to do through your family? What about how you could be this massive impact for Christ in 100, 200 years should our Lord not return? Um, I hope he returns sooner than later. I'm about getting ready. But that's because I'm 51. When I was 20, I didn't want, I was like, can you just hold on a little bit? There's some things I want to do first. Like, get married to a beautiful woman. Okay. You guys would never think that way. I get that. Um, so think multi, so again, Tammy and I think multi-generationally. We don't just think of ourselves. We think of our grandchildren's children. We're thinking long-term. Again, this is expanding the vision beyond myself. And if you're not careful, you'll, hear, you'll pick up these, these thoughts that are, are just incorrect. They're, these are some things I've heard, and they're not spoken necessarily with malice. I don't think. It's just people that are a bit uninformed in this area, and so they say things that are wrong, but they're not trying to be cruel, but they'll say things like, you shouldn't talk about money. You, you shouldn't even focus on money. That's worldly. People just need to be poor. We need to be happy with what we have. And Tammy's always said, that told me, you know, that, that never felt right. It sounds actually kind of selfish, to be honest. It sounds like all they're thinking about is themselves. Like, if you're, if you're expanding your vision beyond yourself and thinking of missionaries overseas, how can you give to the missionaries if your vision isn't beyond yourself? Does, does that make sense? And the reason why it can be tough to talk about missions, giving, and faith promises is because this is a different way of thinking. It's not just thinking of ourselves, but thinking of others and giving in faith and sowing into their life, which we'll get to. So anyway, this message is um, about way, way, way more than just faith promises. This is really uh, my attempt to impart this into you um, practically through teaching and also spiritually when we pray today, that maybe there'll be an impartation. Um, what does the Bible say about this? Well, the, to be honest, the Bible says a lot about um, giving, and um, we're going to look at some of those. You could put up uh, my first, I think it's the next slide, which is Proverbs. Is that right? There we go. Um, Proverbs is uh, obviously an amazing book in the Bible. It talks a lot about this, uh, this message that God put in my heart for you. Um, before we do that, I just thought of one other thing I wanted to share. Father Abraham. 
all together now. Amen. Do you guys know that song? And Father Abraham, I'm one of them. And so is Nate. So let's just praise the Lord. You guys know that? Did you sing that in Uganda? Are you serious? Oh, man, you poor guys. Sorry. Um, so I wanted to just touch on this as we go into missions. Um, Abraham received a missions promise. And some of you know this. When God called Abraham out of his pagan life, he was living in Ur with his fathers uh, that went before him, and it was a pagan city. They had left God, turned from God after the flood. And, um, and the Lord called Abraham to himself. His name was Abram. He called him, and you remember his promise? He said, Abram, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars of, in the sky, and in you, all the nations of the world shall be blessed. That was, the, the, um, that was Christ speaking about his coming, speaking to Abraham, that he would be the, Jesus Christ would be the light of the nations. All the Gentiles would um, come to know him. And so Abraham was blessed, right? But he was blessed to be a blessing. So Abraham's vision was huge, Right? I mean, when you're talking about, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, I'd like to have two or three kids. I mean, if they're really spiritual, they'll say like four or five or six. Um, but that's just a joke. I'm just kidding. Um, but Abraham's vision wasn't just like, hey, we're going to have a few kids. It was my descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And then God said, look at this land and showed him the promised land. That's a big chunk of land. That's good real estate. It's right on the Mediterranean, right across from Cyprus. It's a nice land there. Now, his vision was here, so the resources were going to have to be here, right? And the reason why the resources had to be so high is because he thought long-term. Remember, show me your vision. I'll show you your future. God showed him a vision of his descendants being numerous and prosperous. And then through his descendants, all the nations of the world would be blessed. And it came to pass with the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Abraham thought this way. And, and Solomon understood this as well, who wrote Proverbs. Let's look at some of his scriptures today. Amazing passages. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And with the best part of everything you produce, then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. <clears throat> a, a principle that I'll be talking about later, when you honor the Lord with what he's given to you and when you give even out of, and sometimes especially out of your lack, when you do that, it's unlocking the blessing of God to be poured out upon you. Nancy and Andrew uh, hosted our CMITs and really appreciate you guys doing that. They taught on how they've lived, tried to live by faith in the area of finances and with their own wealth. And it was just amazing. I heard testimony after testimony of how God has blessed you guys over and over. And you were just so quick to say it was God. It was all God. And I've watched you guys honor the Lord. So it's, when you live out Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, it will happen. So, so thank you for that. Um, Proverbs eleven twenty five, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. 
Remember what I opened with at 3 a.m. when I felt the Lord put this on my heart. Second part of this passage. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Missions giving, faith promises, is about others. It's about thinking beyond yourself. It's, it's, it's about thinking bigger. And when you do that, you will be refreshed. Actually, more refreshing comes from giving than from taking. And then, you, and then the way that God set it up, then you have more to give. And then you have more to give. And it's just this virtuous circle of blessing. Proverbs 22 I have next in my notes. What did I put up there? There we go. Just as the rich rule over the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. Um, this, amazing to think that Proverbs was written uh, about 3,000 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Nothing's changed. <laughs> you know, here we are, right? 3,000 years later, and people still are debt slaves. And so, again, I, I, this is a whole other sermon. Actually, this is a sermon series, and I'm not going to go into it. But um, just the, the power of, of being free from, from, from bad debt, from consumer debt, is a, also a consequence of being a giver, being a generous person. I, Tammy and I know a few really generous old people that lived a life of generosity, and they loved helping the poor, and they love uh, investing in missions. And you know, there's, they have one thing in common. They're all very prosperous. And, and you wouldn't know. And the other thing they have in common is you never know it because they don't show it. They just live normally from the outside. But they are these generous people that love to give to missions, helping the church, taking care of the poor. It's amazing. And they're not slaves to debt either. Money doesn't control them. And then finally, Proverbs 19.17. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. You know, um, we have a situation, something we do, we have a system in our family where Tammy and I created a, a family bank. So we have a family bank of capital, and out of that family bank of capital, when our children and our children's spouses need capital, they can borrow from us and then they repay us. And what they're really repaying is themselves because they're going to get the inheritance. So we capture the interest that the bankers would take. So, um, and so whenever I loan money, you know, I have to wonder, you know, is this person going to return the capital? That's your concern, right? Like when you loan money to somebody, the question is what? Will they pay you back? Well, let me tell you, there's one person you can always lend to and you, I guarantee you'll always get paid back. That's the Lord. And how do you lend to the Lord? By helping the poor. So when you help the poor, you lend to the Lord. I remember being in Chicago. Uh, hey, speaking of Chicago, uh, Johnny and I took a trip to Chicago. Man, this was, that was a fun trip, Johnny. That was, you were just a little dude. And uh, we, we took the train, so it was so exciting, man. We got to go on the train together. And um, I remember the iPhone had just recently come out, you know. So, like, we had the iPhone, and we were, like, we were playing Angry Birds, Ooh, man. Anybody play Angry Birds as a kid? Come on now, Angry Birds. Man. So we just, we got off that train in Chicago and we just took like, you know, subways to our destination, stayed with an old friend of mine who was a campus pastor here. It was amazing. And it went to Pop Bellies. I remember one, we, we made a critical mistake that one time. We actually ate two Pop Belly shakes within about three hours. Each of us had two. 
Oh man, our stomach was messed up. But, but they, those, are, those pot belly shakes are really next level if you've never had them. Yeah, Cam, you like, they're good, aren't they? And you could, you could eat two of those. Would that be hard? Not at all, man. We threw them down. So Johnny and I, hey, so we, we were partaking of pot bellies. But while we were there, there was a guy that was on the street. And, and uh, I don't know if he came up to us or what. I don't know if you remember. Anyway, he needed a little help. So I was like, okay, um, I could buy you some food or something. Let's go into a food court. So we walk in the food court with this guy. And uh, what do you want? I think he wanted like uh, Chicago dogs. Smart, you know. So I want some Chicago dogs. Okay, let's go. So we go in and we go up to the cash register to buy him some food. And I remember the Holy Spirit said um, to me, those that help the poor are lending to the Lord. What I gave is tiny. It's nothing. I'll never even feel it. It was not a big deal. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever, five bucks, 10 bucks. But it's the principle that the Lord sees even the smallest thing. If, if all you can do is $10 in faith promise, the Lord sees that, right? It's not just about the money. Everybody has a different capacity at the point they're at, but it's just being willing to do it. So Proverbs 19, amazing. Now, um, we, um, we do this every year, and um, many of you students have participated in a great way, and our missionaries would not have support without our alumni and our students. And so I've actually asked um, two of our former students to kind of give an awesome testimony. So I thought it'd be good to hear from them. So Josiah and Brooke, come on down. You're the next contestant. Yes. So um, I don't know if you those mics will work. You want to just use this one? Whatever. You just use this? Okay. All right, um, so I asked you guys just to share because I think it's just amazing what God has done. Um, I mean, you're CMITs now, but I remember you as freshmen. Oh, man, Slim Jim. Uh, and uh, one thing I noticed is that you guys really tried to participate in faith promises or tithing. Um, even as a student, when you probably didn't have a lot of money. I mean, I know you were blessed, and a lot of us have been blessed with grants and scholarships, but it wasn't like, you know, you're making 200000 a year. You were a student, and you're like, you had limited budget, and you had to be wise with it. So I wanted to ask you, you guys, why did you give as a student? Even though you didn't have many resources, what were, what were you thinking, and why would you do that? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I felt a personal call to missions for a long time on my life. Um, and my freshman year of college here at U of M, the Lord really convicted me um, that I was anticipating that at some point in my life, people were going to sow into my ministry as a missionary and they were going to send me overseas. Um, but I was not giving currently. I wasn't sending anyone. Um, and so he really convicted me that that was something I needed to be doing, sowing into missionaries now, and that I would reap a harvest later as I was sent as a missionary. Um, yeah, so that was my, my reason for starting to give, was just the Lord's conviction in that area. Um, let me think here. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> um, I think for me, um, 
I started giving to missions. I had friends who were going overseas as missionaries, and um, I just thought, wow, this is a really awesome opportunity to get to partner with someone who's going somewhere I can't go. Um, I was a senior in high school, and I, I was in high school, so I can't go over there yet, you know? Um, but just that we have the opportunity when we give to be part of that mission, you know, giving to that vision, which is really, really cool to me. Um, yeah. have you say something else too but I just was thinking this would be a good segue because I'm going to um, talk for just a little bit next on this principle of um, sowing and reaping and it's in 2 Corinthians 9 and we'll look at that but um, when you are giving to missions it's like you're planting seed and and there's a promise that you will reap a harvest and wow I saw you guys reap because they have to as campus missionaries in training they don't receive any salary from the church just so you know they had to go out and talk to friends, family, and cast vision about what God wants to do in them during their CMIT and through them and ask people to partner with them. And they had to raise uh, thousands of dollars. It was a substantial budget. As you guys know, Ann Arbor's not cheap. Anybody notice that? Right. And um, so typically, Assemblies of God missionaries that would raise their size budget would probably be a six to 10 month process, is what I've seen. Some of our missionaries take 12 to 18 months. Those tend to be larger budgets, you know, maybe going overseas or something. But even your budget, it, it's usually, six months would be like, wow, the Assemblies of God would be pumped. 10 months, they'd be like, hey, you did it. So maybe you can share uh, how God provided for you guys and, and just what a blessing that was and the time it, it took. Yeah. Um. It was really cool. Um, I think we started raising support in May, beginning of May, and uh, we had fully raised our budget end of July, beginning of August, um, which was kind of a miracle. Um, yeah, kinda. <laughs> um, but it was just really awesome to like be able to ha having missionaries that we've talked to before and hear them share their vision for what God's doing around the world, and then us get to give other people that opportunity to sow seeds into missions. That was really awesome. Okay. It definitely grew our faith. <laughs> our prayer life <laughs> is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely really relying on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Brooke. So awesome. Well, let's... Um, let me try to, uh, if we were in a, a jet right now, we're kind of like, we're going to start the descent. And I mean, so we got, we got a little time here, and I think it'll be a good descent. Uh, but I don't want to skip over this, um, because it's a very important principle. And, and what um, Josiah and Brooke were just talking about is a principle I want to share with you, found in 2 Corinthians. So, St. Paul spoke of this in chapter 9. We're going to put the passage up there so you can look at it and we can read this together. Um, he is speaking here uh, about financially giving to the poor. I believe this principle applies to financially giving in general to the poor, to missions, to those in need, refreshing others. And this is a very crucial understanding that you need to have. He says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly 
and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. This is important there, you know, verse 7. Uh, one thing we would never want in H2O is for anybody to feel uh, manipulated into giving. If you don't want to give, you know, don't give. That, that's, and I mean that not in a like, hey, don't give. It's fine. You know what I mean? This, this is your choice. It's nothing personal. I'm not upset in any way. And God doesn't want you to do that. You know what I mean? What kind of giver does God like? He likes a cheerful giver. And pastors always love to talk about the Greek in that. But the Greek word there actually can be translated as hilarious. God loves a hilarious giver. Like, Lord, I can't believe I'm doing this. This amount seems way too big. It's hilarious, but here we go. Scan it. You know what I mean? It's like, God likes a hilarious giver. A hilarious person is smiling, right? They're not, oh, the church always talks about money. You know, that's not a hilarious giver. That's not a cheerful giver. So um, I just love that, that Paul refers to that. Um, and of course, in the first, in verse six there, this is the sowing and reaping. Whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully reaps bountifully. This is not complex. If you're a farmer and you want a big harvest, one of the most important things you need to do is plant a lot of seeds, okay? So it's not complex. Well, how can I know if I'm going to have a good harvest? Plant a lot of seeds. Now, there's more you need to do. You have to tend to the seeds. You need to water them. You need to get the pests away. You need to make sure there's no little critters taking them. We get that. There's a lot into it. But if you sow like one corn kernel and you think you're going to have 10 acres of corn, good luck. If you want 10 acres of corn, you need to plant 10 acres of corn. And this ties into what I opened with, right? How big is your vision? The size of the vision will determine the size of the resources. If you want a large harvest, you need to plant a lot of seed, and then you'll have a large harvest because what you plant, what you sow, determines what you reap. Now let's go on in the passage. God is able to make all grace abound to you, verse 8, so that having all sufficiency in all things and at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase your harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way, to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Look at verse eight, 10. I want to focus on that real quick with you. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. Okay, this is a principle that we teach in H2O. Very crucial to understand this. The money that you have, it can be divided into two parts. Some is seed for sowing and some is bread for eating. Right? He's saying you're going to have, you're going to have uh, bread. God's going to increase your seed to sow and your bread. So it, it's wrong to think that you can't spend money on yourself. I mean, you need things, right? You need clothing. Praise the Lord. Um, you need food. You need energy. You need shelter. You need transportation. There's things that you need in life. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, you, that's the bread you eat. That's the metaphor, right? That's the bread. And you can have above and beyond that too. I don't think it's wrong to have conveniences and to have things that you like to, to have. That's, that's fine. 
but not all of your money is bread for your necessities and your wants. Some of your money is seed for sowing. And I have shared the, this analogy way too many times with apple seeds. Um, it's a great illustration, but I'm sure Chris has heard it 15 years. Um, but if I give you some seeds and you eat the seeds, you chew them up, mm, you just chew them up and enjoy them and eat them and swallow them, you have now swallowed the entire potential of that seed. It's gone. And a seed is not supposed to be eaten. Yes, I understand some seeds are good. You could say sunflower seeds taste good. I understand, okay? Detail people, just stick with me just for a moment, okay? This is an illustration. It's not perfect. But in general, the seed is to be planted. And if you eat the seed, you've lost the power of it. To unleash the power, you plant it. It goes in the ground. It dies. It sprouts. And it produces a harvest. Make sense? So the money that you have been given, that God has entrusted you with, some is for bread and some is for sowing. When we talk about missions giving, we talk about sowing. We're talking about God. I want to ask you, what would you have me to give to these missionaries above and beyond my tithe? There's two primary, well, there's at least three types of giving. We could put that slide up. Um, I just have two listed, but the Lord's tithe and missions giving Another type of giving is called almsgiving that Proverbs talked about, lending to the Lord by giving to the poor, right? So there's, you give alms to those that are poor, you bring the tithe to the church, you give missions giving. What we're talking about this morning, expanding your vision is missions giving. And you need to expand it because the tithe is the 10% that's the Lord's. So we're talking about above and beyond the 10. What do you do with that? How much of that is seed? How much of that is bread? And that's always a question I get. Well, how do I know how much is seed? Okay, so I bring 10% to the, to the Lord. I have 90%. How much am I supposed to sow? Well, how big of a harvest do you want? That's the question. Like, do you want to reap sparingly or bountifully? I mean, it's, it's really clear. So how aggressively do you want to sow? I'll never forget about um, 10 years ago now, uh, I felt um, the Lord put on my heart to, um, to sow uh, above and beyond uh, missions and tithe. So we were, we love to give to Faith Promise in H2O. It's just, a, it's, a, it's a joy. It's an honor. Uh, it's hard at times because giving's not always easy. Just so you know, I'm not like Mr. Spiritual Robot. It's not always fun but you do it out of obedience, amen? Right, that's why we do it. But I felt the Lord really clearly say, above the missions giving, above the tithe, I want you to, to sow into this uh, minister. There was a great uh, man, and he's a minister of the gospel, and I felt like God asking me, give to him, and do it in faith, and believe for a harvest. And it was a fairly large size of money, okay? I mean, it wasn't like a million dollars or something, but it was, it was substantial, it was... It was enough that it was hard, and I had to be like, okay, I'll do it if you're telling me to. Um, and I talked, to, I had to be hilarious. Woo, hey, Tam, guess what? I think the Lord wants us to give this to this person. And then Tammy always answers the same way. Well, I mean, if the Lord said do it, do it. I'm like, well, that, see, it's right. Her faith, is, her faith is here. My faith is here. It's like Nancy and Andrew. It's like Nancy's here. Andrew's here. Yeah, right. So... 
So I did it. And I wrote, I remember uh, I wrote a, a letter. I just wanted to bless this man. I mean, he's blessed so many people for Christ. You know, guys like that. Like, I was like, you have blessed so many lives. So many churches have been planted. So, taking care of the poor. I want to bless you, and I'm sowing into your life. Pray for me. Impart into my life. Uh, here's, here's some things I'm, Tammy and I are believing for. Will you pray with me? I sent it to him. He wrote me a letter back and said, wow, I was so blessed. Thank you, and I'm praying for you, and so grateful. So it's like, awesome. Well, the next, the very next Sunday, it doesn't always happen like this, just so you understand. I'm just trying to pump you up. This is a true story, but I'm, I am trying to pump you up because it's amazing. So we gave that. Next Sunday, I preached in Berkeley, not California, Michigan. Uh, and so very often when, when missionaries will come to churches, they will share a message and the church will give them an honorarium or they'll take a love offering. This church takes a love offering. And, they've, and we've preached there like seven times. They always do that. I had a great time. We blessed them. We preached. We got done. The pastor's like, thanks for coming. God bless you. And I was like, huh, that's strange. They didn't take a love offering. And, and, and I didn't, my heart really was in the right place. I didn't think, why didn't they take a love offering? I was like, whatever. God's in control. I'm glad I was able to bless them. That's no big deal. We go downstairs. to We do what churches always do. We went and ate. So we're eating food. The pastor comes up to me and said, oh my gosh, please forgive me. I go, what, what are you talking about? He said, I totally forgot to take an offering for you guys. I said, okay, yeah, I was wondering why you guys didn't do that. It's totally fine, you know? No big deal at all. I don't care. I mean, if, I, if they didn't pay me, it doesn't matter. I'd still do it. I love to, to minister. It's not about that. Um, it's a blessing, but it's not why I do it. And he said, but he goes, you know what's so crazy? Um, like, uh, several people came up to me afterwards, and they said they want to give to your ministry. Well, let me give you a background. When a missionary, this is like a little inside information. When missionaries come and minister to churches, they take a love offering. They really bless missionaries in the assemblies, don't they? I mean, sometimes this is three, $400, I mean, seriously, you guys, like $800, $900. Churches bless missionaries in the assemblies. And you, H2O does this as well. That's what, and, and so that's like an amazing gift, right? It's, it's humbling. So I just want you to get the backstory of what happened. So then he said, yeah, these people came up to me. I totally forgot. But then they came up to me and said, we just want to invest in Tammy and Nino. He said, and $3,300, they just pledged they want to give to you. I've never had that in a church <laughs> with an offering. <laughs> and, I, and, and, it, and I believe it was God confirming that you step out in faith. You don't need an offering. I, am your, I supply your needs. It's not about money. It's about me and your obedience. Well, then later that day, I get a text message from a guy. I'd talk with him about joining our support team. Again, I'm a missionary, so I don't have a salary. I'd probably reached out to him a hundred times, whatever. He's busy, travels all the time. He texts me that same day, hey, we want to give $250. It's like, that is so kind, you know? And I'm thinking, surely he means just a $250 gift. He can't mean a monthly pledge. That's a lot of money. So it was awkward. I'm like, do I ask him what he means or do I wait for my report from national office? Missionaries understand. I'm like, I'm just going to ask him for clarification. Hey, thanks so much. I'm assuming you're going to give a $250 one-time gift and that is a blessing for Tammy and I. We love you and appreciate you. Just want to make sure. Text me your back. No, that's a monthly pledge. Okay. Wow, that's the same day. Monday, 
I get a call from another person. Um, no, this is a true story. Um, we've been reaching out to her, and she's actually friends with Tammy and I from college. This was Nicole. She said, yeah, you would love Nicole. So um, Nicole says, yeah, you know, at least in this voicemail, got your message, didn't get back to you and Tammy. I want to be on your team. We want to invest $100 a month in your missions work. I'm like, what is going on here? Um, so I, I, I can't prove empirically that this was um, connected to what I sowed just before that. But supernaturally, it wouldn't surprise me. And I'm telling you, when you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. Two years later, uh, I, I'm always, you know, like that, that parable I told you guys when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Because if you're not ready, you just won't understand it. If, if, as if that wasn't enough, shortly thereafter, I'm with Johnny, we're sitting around talking. I see this opportunity. I'm like, this is an amazing in investment. I think this is going to change the world. Eight years ago, Johnny looks at me. I can't explain what it is. He goes, Dad, you need to buy some. <laughs> he was like, I don't know, what were you eight years ago? You were like 14 or something? It's 14. Um, I'm like, yeah, he, I think you were like, don't miss this one. Uh, and it's the greatest opportunity of my entire life financially, by far, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times greater than I could ever imagine. Hundreds of times greater. So, but why is that? Because I sowed and God gave me an idea. And people hear this, and this is a principle. You hear a teaching like this and you would think, well, I get what you're saying. Uh, I'm gonna sow aggressively but I don't have any money. Where's the money going to come from? Supernatural ideas, dreams, visions. Andrew and Nancy understand this, don't you? You, 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 you can't see, you can't be limited by what you see right now. You have to dream bigger. You can't think like people think, well, I only get this much money weekly, so therefore I can't give more. God can drop an idea in your mind that can be a 100x return. Why would he do that? So you have more to sow. So you have more to give. So you have more to minister to people. So if you're wondering, well, where's it going to come from? Don't worry about that. Now, that might be hard for the planners. So if you're like one of these planners, it might be tough. Just let him download ideas supernaturally. And if your heart is in the right place, if it's not for you alone, and again, I want to be clear. Tammy and I don't believe that it's wrong to, for you to spend money on a, a nice iPhone or something. That, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's got to be bigger. Does that make sense? Like, it can't stop there. That's not all there is, right? So if your heart is right, and God knows your heart, he'll give you these ideas. He'll give you these visions. Oh, man. And it's all about connecting with the Great Commission. Connect with the Great Commission and watch what he will do. Well, we're giving you a chance to do that. So next week is going to be Faith Promise Sunday. And um, we're going to have a missionary here, which is just going to be a blessing. Elliot, he's, he's something. He's really something. You'll see what I mean. But uh, Elliot is a, not this Elliot. Um, 
But Elliot Guy is a great guy. He's a Chi Alpha guy. He was at the campus church at EMU. Him and his wife felt a call to missions, and they've given to missions, and they went to um, Oman, and they served for years in Oman. And I don't know if you're familiar. Does anybody know where Oman is? It's just south of Saudi Arabia. I haven't looked at the demographics, Cindy, but I would assume it's probably 99.9% Muslim. Is that pretty close? I mean, it's, it's like the church has never really taken root, at least in the last thousand years or more. So they went in the midst of Oman to, to minister Jesus Christ to these people. And he's going to share stories with you. He's going to talk about what he's doing now. I am super excited. And so please bring your friends, come, invite people. And then we're going to take faith promises. And you can, in faith, so hilariously as you want to, right? No compulsion, no, no manipulation at all. Just as you want to. Um, to make that pledge in faith and see God expand the gospel through people like Elliot and others all around the world. I'm excited. Well, I hope this has been good. I don't like to be up at 3 a.m., so I was, you know, like, Lord, uh, thanks for this. Because uh, if you're going to be up at 3, it's good to hear from God as opposed to just be up and toss and turn, toss and turn. That's what I usually do. But, um, yeah, I want to pray uh, maybe Tammy and I can just pray and bless you guys. Um, let's pray for impartation. Not just knowledge, but something supernatural. Can we do that? Expand your vision. It doesn't matter if you're young. Let's expand it. Some of you came from families where what I'm talking about doesn't make any sense. Do you understand that? Is that rather, you're like, yeah, I know what you're saying. My family never talked like this. It was always about just survival. We didn't, we didn't think beyond ourselves. We didn't think about how we could bless the poor and the church and missions and multi-generational. Many of you came from this home. It's very common, probably most of you. Let's have an impartation for something great. I know Jonathan and Cindy think multi-generational. I appreciate that, you guys. Um, I really do. God's using you. And let's just pray for impartation in this. Yeah, we should pray, Tam. You want to come on up? Hey, can we stand? Let's stand together. Why don't we just pray for an impartation? Um, then we'll have the band come up. We'll close with a song. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you. Yeah. Please, right now. Yeah, actually, just stay here. Let me just pray. Cindy's going to share something, too. Lord, we pray for an impartation even now in these wonderful students and alumni and, and, and staff and interns, God, I pray that they will reach out by faith and receive this impartation. I pray that they will think long-term, expand their vision, thinking multi-generational. God, use these young people to be those that will finance the growth of the kingdom of God. Lord, I pray that they will be those that sow bountifully and reap bountifully. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for a great impartation, and I pray that you will use this church to expand missions around the world to be a shining example of what it's like to think bigger than ourselves. Thank you for it, and we pray for this impartation in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. And Cindy wanted to share something. Thanks, Cindy. Um, as we take the next two, three weeks for missions week, missions emphasis, I want to encourage you guys, um, read Luke chapter two, 10, especially 10-2. It's about Jesus asking people to send out missionaries. 
All of you are here probably for secular degrees, but that doesn't mean you are off the hook. Quite honestly, we need engineers, we need teachers, we need lawyers, we really need lawyers. We need uh, international justice, I ask you, take the next three weeks as a core group in your personal times, pray, ask Jesus, what does he want you to do with your degree? What does he want you to do with your money? Johnny, I know you're really good at this. So, um, does he want you to encourage people to be givers? Does he want you to pray? Ask Jesus in all seriousness, what does he want you to do? The world, watch the news, please watch the news. And as you watch the news, pray. We need people to be engaged. So pray, ask, pray, 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 pray. So what does he want you to give? How does he want you to welcome? How does he want you to go? What does he want you to do with your career? You are part of the missions team. It's not just those of us who have a job with it, okay? So just pray, ask Jesus. And ask him to pray, pray for Suzanne too. Pray for the p things in the nations that are going on where there's brokenness. That's part of missions as well. So thank you. Yeah, you're, uh, Cindy's getting deep here. So, <laughs> right, we're talking about giving financially. She's talking about giving your whole life. And ultimately, that's what it is about. Giving your career. Um, you, right, whatever you do, you're a teacher for Jesus. Amen, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah, she's getting deep. There we go. She does that. Sometimes. All right. Well, hey, you know what? I think I'm just going to say a closing prayer and just kind of be holy and then no worship at the end because, you know, I, we went longer than usual, but I get to do that because I'm the pastor. All right. Hey, interns, do as I say, not as I do. Um, okay. Let me pray for you guys. Father, we thank you for this awesome time together. Pray for your blessing over today, over our meal and our fellowship. And may uh, the seeds that were sown today through the teaching and through worship and communion bear fruit to eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys.